And good morning, everybody. Uh, today we've got a very special guest from uh, Las Vegas Inferno, one of the founding members, uh, Jairo Urcuyo. Is that correct? Did I say yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing amazing. How about yourself? Fantastic. I'm, I'm ready to get my second lesson in on esports to learn all about that. And you're one, you're one of the founding members, is that correct? Yeah, actually, I am the CEO and founder of the Las Vegas Inferno. Uh, what what brought you to esports? Ooh, that's a good question. Graphic designing. Um, so funny enough, uh, long story short, I was playing Call of Duty back in the day. It was Modern Warfare 3. My friend was a graphic designer for some snipers teams. Um, I really would like the logos and all the styles. And he's like, you should get into graphics. You know, you, I was, he's like, you could join the clan. I was like, cool, let's do it. So I ended up learning graphic designing from YouTube, nonetheless. Um, actually, this whole passion of mine getting into Call of Duty and getting into esports made me want to go to college, funny enough, to learn graphics so I could be better than the people inside the other clans. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I'll go to college and I'll be become better. And um, that opportunity led into different organizations that I didn't know I was capable of actually reaching. Um, like strictly business denial esports back in the day when they were Call of Duty champions in 2013. Um, I had some friends of mine that were no longer in phase, but helped me out to try to get into esports more. Little by little, learned management and everything else, and now we're here <laughs> building our own brand. So, uh, what is the uh, Las Vegas Inferno? I, tell me how exactly that works. Yeah, so Las Vegas Inferno is the official esports team of Las Vegas. Uh, we have our own proclamation by the mayor of Vegas. Uh, we even have our own day. January 6th of 2020 is when we started. So every every January 6th here is called Las Vegas Inferno Day. So if you ever hear January 6th, come visit us and celebrate with us. But uh, we started this out of just pure passion, out of just wanted to bring members in from different sides of the country where maybe streamers, content creators, YouTubers, and just gamers all around that turn to a a lot more than we would imagine. Um, we end up becoming a sports content competition lifestyle brand, uh, bringing in UFC fighters to uh, former NFL players, so even music DJs from the Vegas Golden Knights. And we started thinking, okay, well, we're doing a lot of cool things in these industries, and we still are till this day. How else can we support Vegas? And uh, we actually just, uh, as of yesterday, raised over $10,000 in donations and charity for all the different charities that we partner up with um, here locally and nationally like gamers outreach starlight children foundation etc and then we just kept pushing and started becoming into comp uh, like comp competitions like rocket league apex call of duty league of legends when we first started and now we are here still doing the same thing but into a bigger scale so how does that work out how does a uh, how do you raise money for the charities um, so we partner up with different content creators. Um, one of our content creators that was featured here was Smitty, uh, Smitty, Larry Fishburger, Shani. Uh, we partner up with all our major content creators. And throughout the month, uh, depending on – so we what we do is that every quarter we pick out one charity every quarter, so every three months, and reach out to them. Now we have great relationship with them. Um, Make-A-Wish Foundation, American Cancer Society. It depends on, obviously, the time of year. Recently, we just did one with American Cancer Society for Pink Hoodies. So we start teaming up with them on, hey, we'll, this year we did uh, a pink can uh, a breast cancer awareness hoodie for the month of October, and we sold it all month long while our streamers were raising money through Tiltify through the donations. Um, that goes directly to the charity. On top of that, not only did we do that, 
part of the proceeds we sold the hoodies also went to the charity so it just impacted and helpful and did a amazing job on that end and we just do that every single quarter depending on the time of the year and you mentioned the uh, uh, rocket league and uh, call of duty are, are there competitions that go on throughout the year yeah so depending on the game that you're in right um rocket league has different seasons so rocket league just started last month um so it's uh, around every uh three months there's a new i guess there's a league in the it's a whole year worth of a league but then during those that that whole entire year around every three months or so there's a major or a split and you would try to compete in the playoffs just like traditional sports and get it and get to the top two of that league in a sense of that split at the end of it at the very end of it they uh tally up all your points and you know it depends on your division you know united states north america south america etc and they tally up all your points and only the top, the top of the top make it to world championships just like a super bowl and they fight each other out at the end of the year or the beginning so beginning of the end of the season beginning of the year and they fight for that major trophy and that's uh, uh your league competes against other leagues yeah so um it's basically what rocket league is is if you think about it, because the thing we have in esports is that we don't really have leagues, right? We don't have that NFL, the NHL, like you follow in the traditional sports. But in esports, there's different games, different titles. So with Rocket League, it has its own season. Um, and then during maybe Rocket League season, there's also Call of Duty season. And that has its own season. So it has its own majors. And some of the majors are in New York or in California. And then Rocket League has the majors in maybe Switzerland or Germany or sometimes in uh, California. So it's different games off different publishers and leagues mm -hmm. and so uh what's what's what is there anything coming up uh soon um right for us right now we are trying to get back into rocket league so the rlcs um the rocket league season started like i said last month we're trying to get back into it and that's the beautiful thing about esports is that if you're not ready to get into esports right away during the season or in the beginning of the season you can always come in during middle of the season and pick up a team and your brand's right there like nothing ever, ever happened. Or you can just wait till the end of the season, scout new players, new roster, and start the season off uh, fresh. So so who do you have any uh, star players? Um, so, yeah, in, in the league, in the, so it just depends on, like, Call of Duty, right? Call of Duty has its own star players like Scump. He's retiring next year, but he's – been in this industry i think 15 plus years he's i would consider him like a lebron wow. james in the call of duty industry right and if you follow funny enough we just talked about this uh yesterday um traditional sports have their own superstars like uh, and a perfect example i could bring up is the nba you have you know who lebron james is or steph curry is um you know who kobe Bryant was or is you know who michael jordan was so if you each each esports has their own the superstar so call of duty has scump and uh league of legends has faker it really depends on each game but they have their own superstars in that game okay so um the the las vegas inferno just winds up using different people for different games yeah so traditionally um when we go to rocket league for example and i keep mentioning rocket league because we were when we picked up rocket league we were top um, fifth in South America and where people are wondering how are you a North America organization picking up a South America roster and that's the beauty about esports right you can do you can do that you can pick people that because they're all online um, so in a sense is that 
when we're picking up these players, we're trying to make them into superstars. We're trying to make them into the next biggest thing. But you can go at the end of the season and um, scout them. And that's what we do. We like to scout them at the end of the season. Who's the best? Who who do you think we want to pick and choose? We've done that once in our last – we're about to be three years in. We've done that once, and this was for Apex Legends. Um, we took three players out of random teams, all amateur players, and mm-hmm. I was like, we compared their stats to each other, their chemistry to each other. It took a while, but it was very fulfilling at the end. We put them all together, and they start being top teams, the like top of the top. We're talking about 100 Thieves, uh, Team Liquid, TSM, and people were shocked that this team or this group of players came out of nowhere, put together just randomly, and are beating the, these professional players. It was crazy. Well, it doesn't sound random if you were scouting them out from the different uh, times that they were playing before. It kind of sounds like uh, you were going through your own version of the uh, of the draft uh, without having to wait uh, your turn to, to pick and choose. Yeah, it's you know you know the biggest example I can give that's the scouting side of things is like baseball. It's MLB. You're comparing the stats. You're comparing the hits, or or for in this case, you're comparing. Um, how many kills they get per game, how many zones they get, and how, how long do they stay alive? What's the chemistry you're like, right? So I really compare it to a MLB draft because the or MLB side of things because the MLB is very analytical, and you really need that to scout these players mm-hmm. and necessarily put them together. So that I think of it when I think of scouting players and bringing these players together back then, and I still think to this day is like money ball. So I use trying to bring the best players and everything. It's it's, it's a crazy concept, but it works. Yeah, yeah, putting a, uh, uh, getting the stats together that work well together as opposed to just one major player. Right, exactly. So <laughs> it's a good thing I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, you, you, you had mentioned something uh, uh, before we came on about Pokemon. Yeah, so uh, we've been doing Pokemon events once or tw- uh, once a month or once every two months at the HyperX Esports Arena. So we're partnered um, with the HyperX Esports Arena inside the Luxor Casino. Um, we do events there from time to time where we throw different Pokemon events. Our last Pokemon event had around 180 to 200 people attend. We were giving away, funny enough, the zip chair I'm sitting in right now. Uh, we're giving away a chair. We're giving away some cool swag stuff, some badges, going against each other for Pokemon, whether it be Unite, Pokemon Go, or even just traditional Pokemon. We had Jason Page come out on stage and perform. So if you guys don't know who Jason Page is, he is the original singer of the Pokemon theme song um, that you hear all the way back then, right? So he performed <laughs> all three songs. People were going crazy and loved it. Now people are asking us, hey, what's the next event? When's the next Pokemon event? I really enjoyed it. And that's our thing is that with esports, we made it fun. We made it cool. And now we're try- we're throwing actually an uh, event this month again for the newest Pokemon game that's coming out, um, Scarlet and Violet. So we're doing a launch party and hopefully we'll have the same or even more people attend. All right. So uh, where can people uh, find out about this event? Um, they can go at lvinferno.com. Um, that will be our official website. Um, the graphics and everything should be up pretty soon. We're currently planning it out with the HyperX Esports Arena and getting it all that situated. But as soon as we drop it, we'll drop it on our social media or on Twitter, Vegas Inferno, or at all our social medias, Vegas Inferno. Let's see if I can bring this up here real quick. There we go. LVInferno.com. You can yep. see the, uh, and you did these graphics? 
uh, my graphic designer did. <laughs> um, so, you know, being a CEO, it's, uh, it's, you get some, you have to have some time to put away and, uh, our graphic designer is the best. I mean, he always kills it. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Okay. Um, let me just figure this out. Cause I'm, I'm still trying to understand, uh, exactly. So you don't have exactly people that, that, that stay in the roster, uh, for every single event or, or game style, right? You've got different, uh, different players that uh, you recruit to play different games for different seasons. Is that correct? Yeah. And then, you know, we have, so right now we have a whole roster and this includes everyone from staff to even brand ambassadors. We have 56 mm -hmm. people on the team. Um, that's a lot of people, you know, 56 uh, person roster is amazing. It's crazy. But we, it's all combined, uh, combined with content creators, brand ambassadors, staff, mm -hmm. and even some players. And uh, I, I, I spoke to one of your streamers uh, a while back. What, what exactly do the streamers do? Yeah, so they make just content. So um, when we think of content creators, we think of, you know, people who are posting YouTube videos and making funny or unique content um, mm -hmm. or streaming and playing video games or even streaming and doing ASMR or just chatting. So they promote not only Las Vegas and Inferno, but they're making content every day or every other day throughout the week that they're pushing on their own social media channels or their own media platforms. And then mm -hmm. we utilize that on the Vegas and Inferno side because they are part of you know the team we utilize that on our on our all our social medias or even our media content like twitch and youtube yeah and uh when you get into the games and and you're you're taking trips from one place to the other and and uh going to different countries to play do you have sponsors that uh, help you make those trips yeah so you know uh zip chair the one i'm sitting the chair i'm sitting on is the official gaming chair of us they are licensed throughout. If you've seen the NFL draft rooms or MLB draft, every draft room in major sports franchise, they're, that's their chairs. If you ever heard of Dream Seat, that's their chairs. Um, so they help us go a long way. The next one, I, and I'll show it on screen, um, is GameNetics. We just signed our official deal with GameNetics. It's our official controller sponsor of LVI. We have our own customized PS4, PS5, and Xbox controllers. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, that's great, man. It's, uh, I'm glad you took some time out uh, of your busy schedule to, to talk with us and explain uh, eSports a little bit more. I think I'm going to be covering more of it as we go along. I, I'll probably uh, see what I can do to talk to some players and get more information of what that's like to play. I mean, you still play, is that correct? Yeah, so I still, I still play from here and you know, from time to time. I used to, funny enough, I used to compete um, back in the day call of duty so i was always competing so i i understand the players mindset a little bit what they go through you know day in and day out mm -hmm. i see I've, I've never never done any sort of uh, competitive sports or anything like that uh, i think um this is going to be a real sad thing to say but uh, uh things like the, the the farming simulators and things like that that are just super casual and you know or where you're building up a farm, you're clearing fields, stuff like that. Things that that uh, uh, simulate, you know, what, what you do when you're not playing games. Hey, you know what? They There's a, there's farm simulator tournaments out there, believe it or not. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. so there's truck simulators, farm simulators. Uh, every, you would think, you would, you would be so very surprised what kind of tournaments are out there because people just have the passion to play video games and then sponsors 
just go behind it. I mean, we even got NASCAR, which is iRacing as a, you know, as a game. And that's has a bunch of people watching and, you know, uh, sponsored all into that. So you'd be very surprised what's out there. And you know what? I think I really would be very surprised. <laughs> but uh, I, I did hear that the, uh, um, when it comes to the esports, that the uh, lifespan of a player has gotten shorter and shorter over the years. Yeah, it definitely has. Just because um, you're, you know, you're starting now at a young age where you're, you know, maybe even 14 years old, 15 years old, right? Like playing Fortnite, and then you get burnt out real quick. These kids are trying to get burnt out around 20, 21, 22 years old. It's and they're putting so much time and effort into it. Sometimes it doesn't work out for them, and that's what where we believe that if we can take a player and let him become, let her or him become a, a consecrator while they're a professional player, the longevity is still there because whether they want to play professionally or make content professionally, they can. And that's what we try to push our players to do because one day, you know, just like the MLB or NFL and NBA, you're going to retire after you to retire. What do you have to look forward to investment relaxing or you, if as a player, you can make content and even get more income coming in than you possibly could just playing a video game and making content on YouTube and TikTok. And that's what we really push our players to strive for. Mm -hmm. to, to turn around, be content uh, creators, commenters, presenters, and things of that nature that, that just builds upon what's already there. Exactly. And that way, you know, whether they're 21, 22, but if they were playing for such a long time, you know, we call that five, even a five-year timeline um they still can come back they're very young at that age right i mean 21 22 we're still you're very young and so you know if you want to retire and or not even focus on playing competitively for a couple of years then you get that thrive and that passion back because you're making content whether it be any game fortnite call of duty and you're like i want to compete again you know i mean we've seen a lot of professional players right now come back uh, or former professional players come back because they love the content so much and you know you never know what you want you're missing until you actually miss it right so you know, I'm, I'm really glad that this whole thing has evolved from where it started. Uh, uh, I'm going to give away my age here to show exactly how old I am. Back in the 80s, uh, there really wasn't a whole lot of competitions for the, the home console games. Uh, most of the competitions were high score competitions, and it was uh, an honor system. You would send in the your your high scores that you scored at the uh, at the local convenience store and send that in and then the uh, magazine would tally them up and eventually there would be a, a competition uh, later in the 80s that they started having more and more of these competitions where people would actually come together and play the games um, one of the things i won uh, as a child playing a console game um, i think it was uh, jc penny's had an intellivision in-store competition for the Olympics, and I think that was uh, 75, 76, something along those lines. I mean, I was a child, and I was the only one who showed up, so I won. Nice. <laughs> and I still have a, a silver dollar coin that I won for first place that has the Olympic logo on one side and the, uh, the uh, Intellivision logo on the other. But to see where it's gone from there to now and the, the cash prizes that are available to these young kids playing the video games is just phenomenal. Oh, listen, 100%. You know, I was born in um, the early 90s. And I say early 90s because I was born in 94. So 
you know, I'm pretty, I'm getting the, I'm getting up there a little bit more, but you know, seeing it where, where I first started was, you know, for playing video games was at, at the SNS or SES um, and seeing where it's at now and competitions growing up in that, in this era of just competitions, you know, has, it's, it's definitely crazy for me. I mean, for me, it's, it's very uh, normal, right? Because I grew up in the, I guess the internet era and the competition yeah. era. So for, you know, I speak to a lot of um, other people and they're very surprised where this industry has become. I mean, you know, I'm sitting next to a, highly built pc and you know when i was playing <laughs> console all it was i'm gonna turn on the playstation or xbox and we're gonna play call of duty now it's i got all these fans and nvidia cards and graphics cards and just like i don't know half the things that these things do but i had to learn you know the hard way and but <laughs> it's much better you know and the prices like you said i mean we're talking about thousands on top of thousands i mean you know millions of dollars out there and i was like man i wish i would have I kind of wish I would have been born in this type of era because maybe I would be competing for millions of dollars versus maybe hundreds of dollars back then. But it is what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you go from the the one silver dollar I won to the to the hundreds of dollars you won to, to the thousands that they're getting today. Uh, who knows what the future holds for uh, uh, esports and gaming? Yeah, exactly. And I think we have a long. I think we're very young in the esports industry. We're you know very very young, but I think we're growing at a rapid pace and because we're gamers, we're learning really, really quickly on what to do and what not to do, what works mm -hmm. and what doesn't work. And uh, we're going to figure a lot of things out with whether it be sponsors, superstars, or just playing in general, you know? Well, I, I think it's just a, a sign of the times. What's going to happen is, is that the, uh, uh, what they call the uh, TV channels, the networks are going to start paying more and more attention to streaming content. Um, I heard a rumor that the uh, Russo brothers who came off of the uh, Marvel in-game uh, success looking at doing the Hercules and they're basing their creation of uh, their interpretation of the Hercules animation uh, musical. Uh, they're basing it on off of TikTok. So, you know, what's going to happen is you're going to wind up having uh, ESPN covering more and more of the esports rather than just the few here and there. Uh, in between uh, uh, sporting seasons, it's going to take off on its own, and you're going to see more of this stuff uh, integrated into regular everyday society. Oh, yeah. You know, funny enough, you know, I was just talking about this yesterday about um, at the 2K League does an amazing job. The NBA 2K League, I think, is one of the best leagues out there that, for esports-wise. Um, they're starting to push their players into ESPN, um, morning shows with ESPN. You know, and you're starting to see it a little bit more. I think, and I would love to see ESPN take or even other channels take a more initiative to stream these leagues because right now it's not on some most of it's not on television. You know, you got to go on YouTube or Twitch or whatever it keeps to be to watch these games. But I really think in the future we'll we'll push that boundaries of saying, hey, instead of watching a basketball game, I'm going to watch a virtual basketball game because I really like this better than that. And um, I don't think we'll get to the point where the traditional sports will be obsolete. But I think I, I think that we'll get to the point that, you know, people are watching this type of, of video games or a video game in general versus, you know, someone who's watching baseball. You know, the average person watching baseball right now is 45 years old um, and up. You know, we're losing the demographic. They're losing the demographic right now. And uh, mm -hmm. we as a, as a team locally, we're actually doing activation here with the MILB to push our next generation to be fans of baseball because we are also noticing like, Hey, you know, I grew up in baseball. It's sad to see that, you know, the average fans only five, 45 years old and up. 
let's let's start helping these sports teams. I think everyone around the country should do these, where esports are helping traditional sports grow in their demographics, so they have more fans, and then we also have more fans. You know, do you find more and more sports uh, entertainers uh, making the transition to being involved with esports? In Vegas, yes, I don't. I see it in Pittsburgh a little bit with the Pittsburgh Knights. Um, that's their esports team. They do stuff with the Steelers and the Pirates. We do it a lot here. You know, funny enough, we are teamed up with the Silver Knights. We just did an event two days ago. We trick or treat. Three thousand kids came by our booth, play Super Smash or Mario Kart. We give a lot of candy away. But there's also those parents that came around. We're teamed up with the Nevada Esports Education League. They were giving away a three hundred dollars scholarship for kids playing video games and the parents were interested um and those are your traditional fans of sports and you had the kids that automatically knew what super smash is what mario was or mario kart and so we combined a little bit of both so we started noticing in vegas that not only did the silver knights and the golden knights want to do this but also the wnba with the vegas aces the milb team with the vegas aviators um the raiders are starting to take the initiative so a lot of sports teams here in Vegas are starting to realize, hey, we got to get into esports one way, shape, or another. And we're here perfectly in place as the official team trying to help them grow in our demographic and vice versa. Are there other uh, uh, official city teams uh, across the U.S.? Yeah, so there's Kansas City Pioneers based out of Kansas. Um, there is the Pittsburgh Knights, based out of Pittsburgh. Um, then there's the Charlotte Phoenix, which uh, those are the the top teams that I can name besides us that are city integrated teams that are doing a great job representing their own base cities. Is there anything happening in Dallas? Um, they have so they don't have official teams, but they have teams over there like Optic Gaming, Complexity, which is a tier one, the top of the top organizations. Um, they didn't they named them the CDL does a great job with this where. They have their own city-based Call of Duty teams. You know, they have the Dallas Optic. Um, they have teams like the LA Thieves. So they're doing a great job integrating with Call of Duty, but based around just overall arcing esports, they don't really have anything else. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, that's that's my area of town, so I was curious. <laughs> hey, you, listen, there's there's great there's great organizations in Dallas with Optic, Complexity. Their, Complexity is teamed up with the Dallas Cowboys. Optics over there doing their thing. They have amazing players and content. They've been one of the OGs of the OGs. So they, you have amazing uh, organizations out there. <laughs> I know that uh, some wrestlers actually do streaming gaming uh, as well. Yeah, listen, there's a lot of, uh, funny enough, there's a lot of players from, whether it be wrestlers, UFC fighters, MLB, and NFL, NBA. I mean, skiing, you have a bunch of players and athletes doing playing video games and streaming. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, uh, I, I want to thank you for taking the time out to uh, visit with us today and, and explain a little bit more about it. Uh, yeah, I hope that um, we can get together another time and, and actually uh, talk a little bit more, uh, give you more time to talk about the things that are going on and, and the events that are happening and the charities definitely need to uh, spend a little more time talking about the charities because that's just some wonderful work that you're doing there in Las Vegas. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll be, listen, I'll be, I'll love to come back on the show whenever a time may be and uh, love to keep continuing this conversation. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for being on here. Uh, you can, uh, let me see here. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at uh, Glyphics underscore. You can find him on uh, Twitch, 
Glyphics TV. And if you want to find out more about the Inferno, you can go to lvinferno.com in Las Vegas. Uh, thanks a lot. And Thank for you. everybody else, everybody else out there, you make it a great day.